Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to each and every one of you. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. I have a full and exciting show for you today with uh, an interview that I recorded with Dr. John Briggs, who is a naturopath doctor who practices in the grand state of Oregon in the Pacific uh, United States. Uh, I also uh, have a very short uh, recording of, uh, of a meditation that's currently appearing on the meditation site. And as promised, I'll be talking about the mysterious answer to the question, how can you eliminate the side effects from medications that you may be taking. And many of you may uh, have decided you want to listen to this program because you couldn't imagine that I would be able to have the answer to that question. After all, we're talking about all medications. So that's my teaser. That is the answer that I'm going to be giving you today. But first, I I have a, a preview of the kind of work that we've been doing here in the clinic. Uh, this is a very live and, uh, and uh, exploratory work that we're doing to figure out at the core what it is people uh, can do for themselves to not only get relief from their symptoms but to recover fully. So uh, this is uh, truly uh, cutting-edge work, and we're discovering as we go. So if those of you who are listening think that uh, we've got the clear, surefire answers to everything, uh, this is the wrong place. But I can guarantee you that um, what we do have are some exciting discoveries, and we're doing some what I think is a revolutionary work. First, I've got a huge confession to make to everyone. I have had a number of questions uh, from individuals, which I have answered on the Parkinson's Recovery blog and also answered in person over the phone for people who uh, call me. And the question is, how long does it take to recover from the symptoms of Parkinson's? The answer that I've been giving is, uh, well, uh, of the people that I've talked with, uh, I have a a minimum estimate of two years, a person who got well after starting their recovery program in two years, and then uh, an outside estimate of about 12 years of somebody who uh, fully recovered after 12 years. And so then I kind of say, okay, it looks like to me uh, you can count on an average of uh, perhaps three or three and a half years. I have suddenly realized that that answer is phooey. It's nonsense. It's actually wrong. Healing happens now. Healing happens today. You can do things for yourself, not after this program is over, but you can do things for yourself in the moment to be able to help you get relief from whatever symptoms you might be experiencing now. So I want to make an admission. Uh, Those answers, I think, are misguided. They are actually... Uh, promulgating an idea that is dead wrong. The goal of this radio program and the goal of Parkinson's recovery is to uh, provide with you something you can do that helps you feel better now. So in the program today, I've got a number of suggestions, a number of ideas that we're going to put out there. And uh, this is not for casual listening. The idea is that you'll listen and whatever you might be called to would suggest that's something that's going to help you feel better. And let me stress, when I say better, I'm not talking about in a month. I'm not talking about six months. I'm not talking about a year or two years or three years from now. I am talking about now in the moment, presently, as I am talking to you. Now, first, I want to explain the core idea, the big picture of what we're working with here in Olympia, Washington, with the people that we see uh, is our clients. Everything in the universe has a frequency. This is what physicists have taught us. This is a scientific fact. Everything has a frequency. Uh, I'm looking out at a pressure washer that's sitting on the uh, back deck of our house. That pressure washer has a frequency. I'm looking at a lamp that's beside my uh, desk station. The lamp has a frequency. The phone has a frequency. Foods have frequencies. I can assure you foods that are dead have a far lower frequency than foods that are live. Colors have frequencies, bodies have frequencies, organs have frequencies. Everything, down to the most minute detail of cells, have different frequencies. 
many people have speculated, well, what is it that's going to solve the energy problem? And I can tell you the core answer lies in being able to modulate frequencies. That's where it's at. Uh, and so uh, frequencies are, are, uh, affect everything, and they clearly affect healing. Now, there's a absolutely wonderful uh, article that I just read in a magazine you may not have ever heard about. It's called the Costco Connection. Costco is a very large uh, company that sells uh, many different types of uh, products. It's an interview with Michael J. Fox. He uh, was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 1991, and it's a wonderful article. He's uh, uh, quite an amazing individual. He's a model for every, everybody else in terms of how to live your life. I'm reading this article, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, encouraged. Uh, my own human frequency is very high. I'm operating at a high frequency. I'm reading about this remarkable man who is doing remarkable things with his life. And then I get to the following sentence. And what I want you to do is just to, to ask yourself, how does it feel when you hear this sentence? Okay, this is about a third of the way into the article. Then, in 1991, Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, a chronic degenerative neurological disorder. Now stop, and I ask you simply to ask yourself, what's the feeling you get when I just said those words? And hold your right hand out, if you'd like or if you can, and just hold the energy of that thought in that right hand. Now, when I get to that place and when I hear that particular statement, I'm feeling a very uh, low, depressed, um, um, dour feeling. Okay, so when I hold that place, that energy in my right hand, uh, it is a very, very low frequency. Very, very low frequency. Now that is, that particular sentence is full of uh, uh, negative beliefs and, and negative thoughts that arise when anybody is told that they have a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. I have talked with individual after individual who tell me horror stories of the feelings that they had when they were told officially that according to uh, medical science they had something called Parkinson's disease. Uh, people go into fear. They don't want to go outside and meet their friends. They, they shut their lives down. They're ashamed. They don't want anybody to know. It's a, it's a, uh, the summary I want to give to you is it is a very, very low frequency. This is not the place where healing can happen. So if you are moving around in your life moment to moment, day by day, and you are, are holding all of the thought forms that are associated with that very depressed, negative, dark state. Healing really can't be possible. I don't care what you do for yourself. I don't care how many medical doctors you see or how many naturopaths you see or how many treatments you get from body workers or individuals who are psychologists or counselors or you name it. If your thought forms are dominated by negativity, then you are literally functioning at a very low frequency. And again, the, the body is not being nourished, and so healing is ultimately really not possible. So I just want to invite you to bring into your consciousness just for purposes of being able to compare the difference, that place. That's a place that everybody knows. I know what everybody in a body knows this place. It's a, it's a place of low frequency and a place of a lack of healing, and it's negative, it's dour, it's dark, it's depressing. Now, with your left hand, and you can do this physically or you can just do it in your mind's eye, I invite you to invite in a very different place. It's a place of hope, of faith, of knowledge that, yes, the body does know how to heal itself. And what I want to now do is simply to read to you a statement that reflects that energy, which has very high frequency. Here's the statement, and think about saying this to yourself as I make this statement. 
using my unqualified creativity, my body is balanced and whole. I am free to live my life with joy and peace as I come into my full power now. Receive that thought and compare the difference of the, the feeling that you get and the frequency that you have when that moves in to your consciousness, holding that place in your left hand. That's the place of healing. That's the place where anything turns out to be possible. That's a place where experimentation will be done and experimentation will pay off for you handsomely. That's a place of not just partial recovery. That's a place where you don't just get a little bit better. When you hold and sustain this place, that's a place where full and total recovery becomes possible. So when you are holding those thoughts, those positive thoughts that the body knows how to heal itself, moment to moment, in the now, then that's when healing happens. It happens now in this very moment. So I invite you simply to consider the contrast between what it feels like when you are bringing in that particular wonderful, optimistic, hopeful feeling that recovery is possible. It's simply a thought form, and you're holding that in your left hand. And then, just for a moment, switch over to that other place that you've brought into your consciousness, to that place of negativity, and that's in your right hand. Notice how you're literally almost weighted down over to the right side of your body. It's a, it's a, a place of no healing. It's a place of uh, no movement. It's a place of stagnation. Nothing happens when you carry these thoughts around with you moment to moment. Now, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts that we carry with us every day. Of course, we don't speak most of these. We have them simply in our consciousness. And if 90% of these thoughts are thoughts of ne negativity, of uh, not being hopeful of what's going to happen, of, of feeling as though the die is cast and the reality is that you're going to always get worse, then, of course, that's what's going to happen. But if you monitor your thoughts in a more careful and thoughtful way, then it can be quite amazing how you can be transformed now. And I don't mean tomorrow. I don't mean next week. I'm talking about now. When you hold those positive thought forms, moment to moment, second to second, and when you simply hear yourself think one of those very familiar thought forms, for example, you might have thought already today a thought that, that goes something like, oh, no, my my leg is more rigid today than it's uh, yesterday. Oh, that means I'm getting worse, and that's what they said was going to happen. There it is. That's a negativity. And what you can do when you see that rolling in is to blow it away. And I literally mean blow it away. So I'll give you an example. I just introduced that negative thought form. So let's get rid of it. That's all you do. You blow it away. You say, I'm not going to carry it. I don't need it. It's not true. Away. And by blowing it out, then all of a sudden you invite in the fresh possibilities of what in fact can happen uh, for yourself in your life. So the bottom line is that um, I believe when you're holding uh, positive thought forms moment to moment, day to day, that it is a place of healing. And so one of the ways that you can do that is to be able to have a very careful monitoring of your thoughts so that your thoughts every day are dominated by positive thoughts and you are therefore running on what I want to say is uh, the way that the, 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 the uh, people who are physici uh, physics experts would describe it at a very high frequency. And again, that's the place where recovery is possible. Uh, that's why I decided to create a place people can go uh, to uh, re-energize re them and to up uh, the level of their frequency so that healing can be possible moment by moment every day. So I created the Parkinson's Recovery website, um, which is uh, full of, uh, of positive energy. It's full of a high frequency so that literally every time you connect with that place, 
you're able to soak in positive thought forms. It's a place with new information, lots of suggestions of little things you can do uh, to get better. Um, there, uh, there's an invitation uh, uh, to get exercise there because we know exercise every day makes a difference. There's an invitation to laugh, so there's a joke every day. There's an invitation to uh, eat natural food raw foods or microbiotic foods. So there are experts that we have who come in and provide recipes. We interview them and they give us suggestions of how we can change our um, eating habits. There are challenges uh, for your mind every day. So essentially, uh, you're invited to be able to solve a puzzle and uh, renew those neural networks. Uh, So in this particular environment, uh, what you find is exposure to everything positive that is necessary for you to be able to get sustained relief from symptoms. Uh, and again, uh, the whole idea is this is a place of positivity. It's a place of positive thought forms. I personally no longer listen to the television. I simply don't do it because it's full of negative thought forms. I'm very careful about the people that I spend time with, people who are uh, negative and, uh, and bring, bring my frequency down, literally, are people that I, I don't find beneficial. So I'm being very careful and judicious now in my own life with uh, who I spend time with, what I put into my body, how I treat my body, and so that, and I'm also monitoring my thought forms moment to moment, so that I, I, when I have that negativity float in, I blow it out and invite in the the new possibilities for myself. Again, listen to the words that I want to read now, and soak in the positive energy that's associated with just saying these two sentences using my unqualified creativity. My body is balanced and whole. I am free to live my life with joy and peace as I come into my full power now. I have a, um, a couple of, uh, of uh, recordings that I want to play for you now. Uh, one of these recordings, the first is uh, relatively short, it's only about three minutes long, is a meditation that, uh, that essentially addresses the uh, very same issue. Uh, there are meditations on this member website as well. My idea is to be able to listen to a new meditation every day allows people to be able to get the support that is needed to transform negative thought forms into positive thought forms. And so this is simply uh, an example of a meditation, uh, a daily kind of a meditation that I put up on the, on, the, on the member website. And it's an invitation for you to begin thinking about ways that you can get support for yourself and transform this uh, low-frequency negativity that some kind, sometimes can grab us and we somehow can't get away from it into a high-frequency healing place so that you'll be able to see recovery now. Again, not next week, but now. So here's a meditation, and it's about manifestation. When my body is acting up, when I'm not feeling well, when I have aches and pains and discomforts, I have a confession to make. My reaction is to find anyone, anywhere, who can fix me. That's all I really want. I, depending on the degree of pain and discomfort, don't really care how much trouble it is or how much it costs. I simply want someone, somewhere, to fix me. Does that feeling sound familiar to you? It is to me. I have that reaction all the time. Fix me, anyone, anywhere. I don't care what your qualifications are. I don't care who you say what you do. You can be a chiropractor. You can be a naturopath. You can be a medical doctor. You can be a psychologist. You can be a neuro-linguistic programmer. You can do EFT, emotional freedom technique. You can be an herbalist. You can do essential oils. You can do an Alexander technique thing on me. You can do a a cranial sacral therapy treatment on me. You can do a bone therapy on me. I don't care who you are. Just wherever you are, fix me. Well, guess what? When I get through the emotion of all that, I have to confront the reality that first, I'm not being specific. 
I'm not specifically asking for what it is that I really want. I simply just want somebody to make me better. But I'm not really being specific about how. I'm not really saying what it is that I really want to see happen. That's the first problem with the feeling. But there's a second issue as well. And that issue is, who am I asking? Here's the rub of it all. There is a place I can go to ask for what I want that I haven't even listed. And that place is the source of all life. It is the place where all is created. It is the place of all knowing, all knowledge, all possibilities. You may have a special name for this place that you use. Some people call this place God or Jesus or Mary or Muhammad or Buddha. There are many names that different of us use to connect with this place. I call it source here. For this particular place is the source of all that is possible. Have you asked your source for what you want? Have you prayed that it become so? If you don't ask for what you need and want, I can assure you of one thing. It will not happen. Ask for it. Be specific. You will be delightfully surprised. So that's a, an example of uh, uh, meditation uh, that I do uh, every day. And the idea is to be able to provide everyone with uh, support and new frameworks and new thought forms that uh, provide what you need uh, to be able to have those high frequencies that are associated with uh, healing. The reality is that at any given moment, we have a choice. We can be on either the low-frequency channel or the high-frequency channel. It's basically a choice. Uh, and I literally mean every moment of our life. So if we choose to be in that place where we're convinced we're going to get worse, then we can be there, we can stay there, and I can assure you we're not going to get better. But if we choose to be in that high-frequency place where in our hearts and our minds we know that our body knows how to heal itself, then that's what's going to happen. Our body is going to be invited to heal itself. So, so the whole trick at, at the core of everything, the whole trick is to begin to acknowledge the huge impact that thought forms have on our ability to see sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. I'm uh, coming out uh, next week uh, with a, uh, a book called The Five Steps uh, to Recovery that addresses thought forms, and that's all that it's about. Uh, I don't talk about uh, therapies. I don't talk about medicines or supplements or exercise or diet or, or thought forms or unconscious reasons that we don't recover. Those are all subjects of other books. This book is cutting at the core. It's looking at the underlying issue of why it is that uh, we, we have symptoms, uh, why it is that we don't feel well. Uh, the reality is that healing is much like what happens to a dandelion. If we go out in our uh, yards and look at what happens to a dandelion and we say, oh, heavens, uh, I, I'm going to uh, handle my dandelion problem. I'm going to mow the grass. Well, that's like going out and getting some treatments, perhaps uh, buying some supplements or going to a therapist or going to a medical doctor or a naturopath and uh, getting some advice and taking some action. It's great. The lawn looks better. Uh, dandelions uh, basically look like they're gone. But guess what? The dandelions are still there, and if your yard is like mine, that evening or the next day, you all of a sudden have a population of new dandelions that are uh, uh, throughout your yard, especially during the springtime. And, of course, uh, in the next season, what you'll notice is if you're simply mowing your dandelions rather than uh, digging them up uh, as physical exercise uh, uh, w w will, will help you do, 
what you'll notice is that the dandelions become more and more populated. What's necessary for healing at the core level is to get at the root, at the seed thought. So typically what we're discovering here in the work that we're doing at the clinic is that underneath the symptoms for each person, there is typically a core or a seed thought. And that thought often is connected with uh, fears, and we're, there could be many, many different fears that are the source of that. Not always just fears, but for Parkinson's, our experience is that typically there are fears that are the seed thought. And so the work is to basically simply acknowledge that those are the thought forms that are, are creating the, uh, the illness, and then we transform those by positive uh, statements, by helping the individual essentially assert what it is that they really do want to manifest in their life. It's called quantum healing work. Uh, we've been doing it, especially Deborah has been learning how uh, to do this from a, a master healer, uh, Kim Sear. And uh, we have been truly amazed at the results. It's transformative. It happens now. It's not the kind of thing that happens in uh, four or five days or, or six or seven days. Um, I went uh, through a, a very intensive uh, healing school called the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, in, uh, and first in New York and then uh, in Florida for four years. And uh, it was hard work. Uh, we did a lot of processing work, a lot of emotional release work. Uh, it was uh, exhausting, quite frankly. And uh, while I think that uh, work was uh, truly useful, uh, I've come to the belief that uh, what it still did not do is get, get at that, those core seed thoughts that I still carried with me. And so it's, uh, it's, it's become now more obvious and evident to me that uh, true healing is then possible when you begin to acknowledge uh, the core seed thoughts that are driving everything and then transform those. In other words, those are the low frequencies uh, that you're holding. And all, all you basically do then is say, okay, there it is, so I'm not going to hold this anymore. And you transform those into high frequencies. And it happens immediately. It happens in the now so all of this discussion, you may, may be wondering um, what it has to do with uh, the side effects of med uh, medication, and it has a great deal to do with it. And essentially, I have the solution for how you can eliminate the side effects of medication. And it's going to sound like it's too simple to be true. I'm going to tell you that before I give you the answer. You're going to say, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I've been listening to this show for 30 minutes. Uh, Rogers is finally going to give me the answer to the only reason why I'm listening to this show. And that's it. That's all there is to it. And what I'm telling you right now is, yes, this is it, and it works. Okay, here's what you do, and I, I recognize that some of you out there may be on no medications, but I suspect that many of you do have many medications that you take. All right, here's the deal. What you want to do is to, uh, whenever you get ready to take your uh, medication, uh, hold the bottle in your hand. So you may be taking several medications, and you may have to do this more than once if you can only hold so many medications in one hand. Basically, you hold them in your hand, and what you want to do is the following. You make the following statement. I ask that my medication, and you might want to use the name so you, you're very specific, do exactly what it needs to do for me. No more and no less. That's it, folks. That's all you do. I'll say it again. You hold the medication about before you take it each time, each time before you take it, and you basically say, you make the following statement. I ask that this medication, and again, I suggest that you use the name of the specific medication that you're taking, do exactly what it needs to do for me. No more and no less. That's simple. It takes, what, 10 seconds? And I invite you to do this. Each time you take a supplement or a medication, you can also do that when you eat food. It's really the very same idea, but here we're most concerned about the side effects of medications, which, uh, which can be quite troubling. So if you're taking medications now and you're concerned about the side effects, make that statement. Just make it. Make it and be delightfully surprised at the result. In other words, monitor what happens. And again, I want to say 
this probably sounds like it's um, it's something that won't work. I, I want to just say that up front. It probably sounds like that's ridiculous. That's too simple. Uh, there's no way that just saying that will make a difference. Well, I've tried it, and I want you to know that it works. Other people have tried it. They tell me it works. It's a simple thing to make a statement, and in a way, it's a, it's a form of a, a, a prayer. Uh, you're basically setting the intention uh, for this to happen for yourself. You're asking your body to do exactly what it needs to do, and uh, what I want to suggest is it will happen. So, uh, magically, mysteriously, I can't tell you how, but it will happen for you. So uh, try it out. Uh, use it uh, every time you take a medication. Monitor yourself and notice if these symptoms don't get better and better for yourself. It's a magical solution. I now want to play for you about a 14-minute segment of a fascinating interview that I have done uh, with uh, Dr. John Briggs, who is a naturopath doctor from uh, Oregon. Uh, he's been practicing now for a number of years and has seen many, many patients with debilitating uh, conditions, including individuals who have Parkinson's. And John has a, a very holistic, a broad perspective on what it is uh, that people can do to get relief from their symptoms. So in the spirit of providing you with some very specific help for what you can do to feel better. Um, uh, listen to John, my interview with John now. This is not a live interview. I did it last Friday and recorded it. Uh, and this is one short segment of what's actually an hour and a half interview that uh, is actually coming up on the member website uh, this week and uh, in future weeks. Uh, so here's Dr. John Briggs, a uh, naturopath doctor from uh, Oregon. I'm Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and I am currently with Dr. John Briggs who is a naturopath doctor who practices in the wonderful state of Oregon in northwest United uh, States. And uh, so it's a pleasure for me to be able to be with you today and to talk with you about Parkinson's. Robert, thank you. It's a pleasure being here today. <clears throat> you know, in my practice, uh, I do see quite a bit of uh, varied diseases being a general practice doctor. I see uh, everything you can imagine. And Parkinson's is one of those things that I get in the office occasionally. And when I look at it, I have to look at the fact that it's not just one thing that we see. Because when I look at, at the human existence, we, we exist on, on three levels. Number one, we're a spirit being. We have a soul, mind, will, and emotions. We live inside this vehicle called a body. Obviously, we need to maintain the body correctly. And in so doing, we look at it has to have the correct kind of fuel. If you put the wrong kind of fuel in, you can't expect uh, good function. You got to make sure that you rest it. You got to have good water in the system. You got to get oxygen to the system, just like an automobile. So much the same. And if you fail on the maintenance, your vehicle is going to fail you. So when I when I look at Parkinson's, I got to find out what failed and on what level. We look at the fact that, you know, we've got this thing, this vehicle called a body, but we look at the fact that how are we driving it is a very important thing, and that's the mind, will, and emotions are sort of like your feet on the pedals and your hands on the wheel. So obviously, <coughs> if in driving this thing you are not driving responsibly, then something's going to break. Where is it going to break? In the vehicle. This is where we start seeing issues. So... Uh, a lot of times I'll see people who are dealing with issues of emotional stress, burdens, uh, anger, frustration. All these will indeed have a biochemical effect on your body. When you're angry, there is a, a biochemical change that goes on in your system. And you can usually feel how you feel after you get done. You feel poisoned. Well, by the same token... If, say, the scenario of, of the little mother whose car falls on a baby or whatever, and she gets out there and lifts the car off the baby, you know, this little 98-pound mom that does this, how do they do that? Well, that's what happens at that point in time is the uh, amazing adrenal response that's going to put the system into overdrive. Now, you can only do that for a short period of time. That's, that's like driving one of these souped-up roadsters that you got nitrous oxide in. 
And you can use the nitrous for a short period of time for a quick burst of speed. But if you use it for any length of time, what are you going to do? You're going to burn out the vehicle. You'll burn up the engine. Well, some people in where they're at, whether they're carrying excessive burdens or stresses, what we sometimes see is a situation where these chemistries stay at certain levels over extended periods of time, and it can start affecting what's going on physically with their body. Um, I was sharing with you a moment ago uh, a marvelous book that I enjoy here by uh, Philip and Henry W. Wright. It's called A More Excellent Way, Be in Health, and it, and it involves the spiritual roots of disease and pathways to wholeness. And uh, in this, Henry uh, is talking about some of what he has seen over a period of time because he's looked at, at a lot of these, and before he ever makes a statement on something, he wants to see how often certain patterns show up. And he says, and this is, this is what he says under Parkinson's disease in his book, we have enough insight on this disease initially and spiritually to give me the faith to move ahead in actual ministry now. The only way we know that we're going to get this one is to get involved and start applying the principles that we see. Then if God will honor that insight, he'll give the healing. In New York State, there's a family of three generations with Parkinson's disease. Two brothers have already died, and in the three generations, they all have Parkinson's. I'm a member of the Parkinson's Foundation of America because I'm tapping into what they're doing. Current research is pointing at a deficiency of dopamine as the cause. When we have either under or over secretion of various neurotransmitters, I've always found either a genetic or spiritual component that's behind it. Either way, it has a spiritual root. I consider Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and autism to be spiritually rooted diseases. In the case of Parkinson's, my initial investigation indicates unresolved rejection, massive amounts of abandonment, rejection, and hope deferred. As a point to ponder, personal and family involvement and spiritual error may be implicated. And uh, what I've found in, in reading a Henry's book, I've found so many times that what he has shown here as far as what's going on in a, as a spiritual root can be what's manifesting in the person. Now, obviously, as a physician where people bring their vehicle in for me to kick the tires and check the dipstick, I have to start finding out what are they doing from a physical standpoint that might be predisposing them to a disease such as Parkinson's? And so I have to start looking at what are they putting in their body? One of my mentors, uh, Dr. Christopher, had a saying that I absolutely loved. He said, live foods for live bodies. If you want to eat the dead foods, you know what you can expect. And so... I like to advise people to eat at least 50% of their nutritional intake as raw fruits and vegetables because we have a higher enzyme content and those enzymes are responsible for uh, the appropriate function of our body. As we age, one of the things that we start seeing is lower and lower enzyme levels throughout our system. In fact, it's, it's been shown that after the, about the age of 30, we all start declining in all areas, mainly because of enzyme damage. And of course, if we're not eating foods that are rich in enzymes, then we're going to be speeding that along that much faster. Because you figure that if you're eating the dead foods, the enzymes that you have have to work that much harder. And so, you know, why is it that kids can, they're bulletproof, they can eat, do whatever, and they don't get sick. But as they get older, we start seeing it's, they don't escape that that much easier. I like to put it this way. We're born with an enzyme account, a large enzyme account. When we're young, we've got a lot of enzyme potential going for us. And as we get older, we, start, we keep signing these checks on, on the enzymes, and eventually we become bankrupt. And that's when we start seeing a lot of these diseases show up. So... When I look at that, there's various things that can be done to help with enzyme function. Uh, many times cancer patients, one of the things that I try to do is boost them with more enzymes. So there's various types out there. Uh, you've heard of, maybe heard of Wobenzyme out of Germany. This, this is an enzyme system. There's one called Vitalzyme that I've been using. 
which helps the body to restore normal function. Just yesterday, one of my patients came in and noted that uh, I had started her on the vital time uh, about a year ago. And on x-rays, they were showing that she was having fibrosis of the lungs, a scarring of the lungs, which this is, this is very serious because if they scar up, eventually you'll die of this. And I put her on the enzymes, and uh, a year later, she had a uh, chest x-ray, and the doctor said, well, we must have uh, misdiagnosed that because you have no scar tissue whatsoever in your lungs. So it helped to reverse that. Now, if we're looking at Parkinson's and we're looking at the fact that we've got nerve transmission that's being interrupted, it's being altered, anytime a nerve is not functioning correctly, we can say, is there pressure against that nerve? If there's infection, there could be swelling and pressure against the nerve. Is there a fibrosing of the nerve? When we look at heavy metal toxicity like mercury, mercury destroys nerve tissue. And so in vaccinations, where we've seen that the mercury that they've used for um, a preservative for many of the immunizations has a, it, it will damage wherever it lands and destroy it. Patients that I've dealt with that have had um, children that have died of SIDS, I've, I've routinely asked, did that child receive a, a vaccination prior to that time? And invariably, the child had been vaccinated within 10 days of dying of SIDS, which would tell me that where the mercury targeted was the respiratory centers of the brain. Well, when we look at immunizations, where are they mainly targeted? You ever think about that, Robert? Where are they targeted? Our young and our elderly. You know, got to get your flu vaccine. You got to get your, your pneumonia vaccine. And what we find is that could there be a possibility that the preservatives in the immunizations have targeted for the substantia nigra of the brain, setting up some of what we're seeing as far as Parkinson's. So that's a potential right there, that that could be something that we're looking at. So uh, when I look at things that pull heavy metals out of the body, you know, uh, ha had a great opportunity last week. Robert and I both had the privilege of speaking at an environmental toxicity uh, seminar down in Astoria, Oregon. And one of the presenters had shared uh, on zeolites and the fact that these zeolites are compounds that can bind irreversibly to heavy metals and carry them out of the body. And uh, I had, I, I'd, I'd been exposed to this before, but I'm stepping it up to high gear in my practice to use these in my practice um, because I'm seeing more and more evidence of heavy metal damage in people. And, and the longer we live, the more we pick these things up. It's sort of like fish that we eat. Um, the smartest thing is not to eat the fish that dwell on the bottom. Um, living down on the Columbia River, there's uh, a lot of people go out and fish for sturgeon. Well, those sturgeon are bottom feeders in the Columbia River. And the amount of toxins that are being dumped into the Willamette and into the, into the Columbia that eventually ends up where all these sturgeon are is going to accumulate in the fats of their bodies which then if we eat that, we're taking those metals into ourselves as well. So the longer we live, the more of these metals we can accumulate. So this is why I'm looking at if I can reduce, at least in me, the number of heavy, heavy metals that I've got, hopefully I can stay on top of this in dealing with my patients. <laughs> I, wa I wanna be clear of mind from now until the age of 120 if I'm going to still be practicing then. And that's the conclusion of my uh, uh, brief segment uh, that I wanted to pull out of my interview with Dr. John Briggs, a naturopath doctor uh, from Oregon. Uh, and if you notice, uh, John's comments uh, don't specifically address dopamine deficiencies or, or the overabundance of uh, dopamine. He's really talking about uh, a broader perspective on health. 
and uh, looking at what we can do to uh, get relief from whatever symptoms we might have. So I found his perspective uh, quite refreshing, uh, and clearly his uh, comments about immunizations were, were those that I had never even considered. Uh, but uh, he advises that uh, that might be problematic and might be a source of symptoms for people. If you'd like to uh, uh, join me here on the program, you can call the following phone number, 347-945-5358. And uh, you just then simply push the uh, 1 button on the dial, and I'd be delighted to take questions or uh, hear whatever comments you might have about the many ideas that uh, uh, have been discussed here so far. Uh, I want to uh, also mention an idea that, that's uh, discussed by Stephen Folks uh, that is in one of the uh, interviews that are up on the member uh, site as of uh, last week. Uh, Stephen Folks has worked with Parkinson's for, for many, many years and um, had the most interesting suggestion I've not heard from any other expert. Um, he basically said that uh, the uh, research on Parkinson's suggests that the accumulation of iron can be a source of the problem. It's clearly not the only source, but for some individuals, uh, symptoms may be aggravated by the accumulation of iron. And uh, Stephen suggests, uh, quite interestingly, that all you need to do in order to address the storage of iron in the body is to give blood three times a year. Now, that's a fascinating uh, suggestion. John explains that he believes it's one of the reasons why men uh, who uh, become middle-aged oftentimes have heart attacks. He also suggests it's one reason why women who are uh, uh, menopausal uh, can also begin to have heart difficulties. It's actually the accumulation of iron, which is, of course, a heavy metal in the body. And uh, he has a solution that doesn't cost anything. The solution is to uh, go to the Red Cross and uh, and give your blood uh, three times a year. And as I understand it, uh, because of a shortage of blood, you might actually be able to uh, get a small contribution of uh, 15 or $20 for giving your blood, which, of course, then you can use uh, to be able to support other therapies that you might want to pursue. Uh, so uh, give blood, why not? Um, and uh, it may actually uh, be beneficial in uh, seeing the uh, draining of iron that's accumulated in your body. Uh, he explains that it uh, circulates in the blood, and it's a great way to reduce the uh, the natural storage of iron in our bodies. And again, the, uh, the connection between iron and the symptoms is well documented in the literature. Uh, the question is, uh, what do you do about relieving that? And he's got specific suggestions on tests that you can do. Uh, specifically, you want to be sure to look at the storage tests of iron, not just uh, uh, the uh, typical tests that are done uh, in many medical clinics. Um, but the uh, fascinating uh, result of all of this turns out to be that that if iron is an issue, uh, that is a very simple type of solution that you can consider doing to be able to get relief from the symptoms. Again, if you'd like to uh, call in and have any kind of question or um, uh, like to be able to make a comment on the many suggestions that have been offered so far, please feel free to do that. The uh, call-in number is 347-945-5358. And again, this is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. Uh, my um, goal, uh, really, uh, for Parkinson's Recovery is to be able to document systematically uh, what people are doing to get relief from their symptoms, no matter what it is. So um, I'm open to all and any possibilities. Uh, next week on uh, the regular program uh, on Thursday at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, I will be interviewing Dr. Jay Alberts. Uh, Dr. Alberts is a researcher with the uh, Cleveland Clinic, and uh, he is going to be talking about all the many different things that he's doing to be able to uh, see how the connection between exercise and the symptoms of Parkinson's. Uh, so he'll be talking about the research that he uh, has been doing, which has been uh, cutting edge and quite revolutionary. So uh, if you have questions about how exercise can affect your symptoms, I invite you to check in and uh, see if uh, uh, you can get answers from him uh, to whatever questions you might have. Again, uh, he's a researcher, and uh, they're also uh, will be talking about the race across America uh, to raise money for Parkinson's. And so that's another purpose for the actual uh, uh, inquiry. So today, 
we have talked about uh, the core of what it is that we've identified can uh, uh, create uh, sustained symptoms of Parkinson's. And um, what I'm suggesting is that uh, negative thought forms are a core problem and that when they uh, hang around uh, in our bodies, uh, that the hard reality is that it's going to be tough to get well, uh, that we are functioning at that depressed level, and so we don't have the energy, the motivation, the enthusiasm to do what is needed to be able to get relief from the symptoms. So if we're we're holding those doubts, those uh, thoughts that that this basically is a death sentence that uh, we're going to begin to get worse uh, every year. Um, then it's going to be hard to get up the motivation to even get in the car and go to the Red Cross and give blood. It's gonna, the thought is going to be, well, well, why even bother? Why is that going to make a difference? And so, I can't emphasize enough the importance of being able to monitor on a minute-to-minute, moment-to-moment basis. Uh, the thoughts uh, that you have about everything and to notice when you are having uh, negative thoughts, criticisms, judgments, uh, dark, dire, judgmental thoughts. When those creep in, uh, it means that you literally are functioning at a low frequency and it means that uh, healing is not going to be possible. It's just a, it's a good indication. It's a good clue about what's actually going on. So when you recognize that's happening, uh, it's a choice uh, to choose whichever channel you want to function on. If you want to, if you want to uh, stay on that channel, you certainly can. It's just like watching the TV. Uh, you can uh, be mesmerized by gobbledygook uh, for the rest of your life. But the other choice is to say, wait a minute. Uh, I have not been feeling well. I'm ready to switch channels and literally to change the channel. It's just like uh, the channel switcher on uh, television. You literally say, I'm not going to stay here any longer. Uh, This is not serving my best interest or higher good. And switch the channel. Switch the channel to the positive thought forms. Uh, up the uh, frequency of energy that you're carrying with you and begin to identify those positive thoughts that will give you the motivation to be able to uh, to basically get better. Uh, again, I, I want to emphasize that I've spent uh, now a uh, uh, long time, many, 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 many months uh, documenting as I continue to do every day what it is specifically people can do to get relief from their symptoms. Uh, so I continue to interview people uh, from all modalities. Uh, there are no restrictions on who it is I'd like to be able to get information from. So we talk to foot doctors, to naturopaths, to medical doctors, to researchers, to individuals who are trying one thing or another and telling us what works. And um, all of that makes a, a huge difference, uh, particularly for individuals who are, are having serious challenges with their uh, their situation. Uh, so taking action does make a difference. Monitoring whether or not it's going to help or not really makes a difference. Uh, and I think the key to being able to see sustained recovery is to acknowledge the huge difference in the feeling you get when you carry around those uh, negative thought forms versus the positive thought forms. So I'm not just talking about this in theory. Uh, This is what I've been doing for myself. I've begun to monitor my own thoughts and recognize how that has a profound influence on how I feel moment to moment, day, day by day. And I want to invite you to do the same, is literally begin to monitor your own thoughts about what's happening for you. And when you acknowledge that you're in a negative place, um, then simply acknowledge that, blow it out, as I was explaining earlier, just like that. And what you can then do is to bring in those positive uh, thought forms. And uh, not to be redundant here, uh, but I just uh, want to say that I figured that one of the things I could do to uh, create a huge template of uh, positive belief forms is to create this uh, website interface so that um, people can go there if they so choose every day and uh, get a boost. Uh, It's basically get an infusion of positive thought forms that can sustain them for the rest of the day. Uh, I had uh, this uh, particular member website has uh, been out now for about four or five months. 
And uh, I initially uh, set it up at fifty dollars a month with a one dollar initial fee, and I um, that's uh, a lot of people have joined up and are participating. But I decided that uh, the best thing I needed to do is to lower the monthly fee down to twenty dollars, um, so that it's affordable to everyone, so everybody can get in there. And if they're a com- if you're a computer person, if you're a person that tends to log on to your computer every day. Uh, to just check email or check in with friends, then um, this may be uh, a source of support that will really uh, help you be able to get relief from symptoms. Um, I'm uh, doing the recording of meditations uh, each and every uh, day and putting those up on the uh, member website. And again, those are uh, designed to be able to release whatever negative thoughts or concerns that you might be having. Uh, we go the full range of examining everything that we know affects the symptoms of Parkinson's. And so the meditations cover issues such as uh, toxins, inviting you to be able to explore what the toxins might be present uh, in your house, um, to being able to explore uh, emotions that might be uh, blocking recovery. And so uh, every week uh, I have a longer meditation that lasts uh, anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, that is a full-fledged uh, meditation that invites you to do some exploratory work. And uh, then there are each day uh, the shorter meditations uh, that last anywhere from two minutes to uh, three or four minutes. And uh, that's really um, a way of resetting your uh, thought form uh, uh, thermometer, so to speak, and so you'll be able to set uh, the course in motion of uh, high frequency that day so that uh, you can basically uh, engage the healing process and that day feel better. So the idea is not that you'll feel better next week or next month, but rather that you'll see a, an immediate relief of symptoms today. I, be- I really do believe I've come to the realization that healing happens now so that as you're listening to this discussion, healing is happening in the moment. Uh, and as you might be finding yourself with uh, negative thoughts, then that's, that's, that's dragging the healing process down. And as you find yourself with positive thoughts and positive responses, that's pulling the whole energy healing process up and allowing you to be able to get immediate relief from symptoms. Uh, I believe thoughts are the most powerful force in the universe. And when we begin to acknowledge that and to uh, set ourselves in a positive thought form frame, we can manifest anything that uh, if we're specific about what it is that we want, we can make anything happen that we'd like to see happen in our life. Anything is possible. And uh, my uh, my passion is to be able to document the recovery of many, many, many thousands of individuals from the symptoms of Parkinson's. And um, my passion is to be able to get funding for the first 100 study uh, where we're following people and doing holistic interventions so that they can uh, get uh, sustained, immediate, and continued recovery from the symptoms of Parkinson's. That's what I really want to see happen. And so I'm holding that positive thought form. That what first 100 study is going to literally cost millions of dollars. It's going to involve a lot of people and a lot of therapists, a lot of naturopaths and medical doctors and other healthcare professionals. So it's an ambitious idea. Uh, but I believe in my heart that it is possible to manifest anything. And uh, my my passion then is to be able to uh, to uh, uh, launch the first 100 study, a study of 100 individuals who had the symptoms of Parkinson's, who we're going to track and see if we uh, uh, can't then do the kinds of holistic interventions uh, that will help them get uh, sustained relief from symptoms. I've got a number of people who are already volunteers for the study. Uh, the funding is not in place, but I've set the intention out there to make the funding possible so that uh, we can launch the study do the interventions and be able to make sure that everybody gets relief from the symptoms. So I invite you uh, for this entire week, and if not for this week, for the entire month, for the entire year, for your entire life, to monitor moment by moment your uh, thoughts. And when you see that the thoughts are switching into that negative direction, just acknowledge that your frequency is sinking to a low point. And uh, and you can just switch the channel in the moment immediately and say, I'm not going to do that, and then change the words, change the thoughts, and that will make a huge difference. For those of you that would like to get uh, additional information about the membership website, if that's something that you think might help you get that positive support every day uh, that's needed to be able to set your frequency high so that you can have sustained recovery from Parkinson's, you can find more information at uh, the uh, following website. It's parkinsonsrecovery.org, O-R-G, not .com.
So all one word, Parkinson's, P-A-R-K-I-N-S-O-N-S-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y dot com, which is where I describe what I've created, uh, which is that website that is the uh, place of uh, a positive belief template that recovery is possible, that the body knows how to heal itself. I quite seriously believe in my heart that uh, we knew how uh, the body could heal, uh, but we're just now figuring out what that is. And that's what's happening at Parkinson's Recovery on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the men are handsome and all the women are smart and all the children are loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. Good day.